This is the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. 2017 marks 50 years since the reunification of the city of Jerusalem, when important biblical sites like the Temple Mount and the Western Wall, once under Jordanian control, were reclaimed by the state of Israel. In the May-June issue of Israel My Glory, we celebrate the reunification of Jerusalem. Get your free copy of this issue when you subscribe to our free trial offer at foiradio.org. You'll get a full year at no cost. That's foiradio.org. Now today on the show, Dr. Thomas Ice from the Pre-Trib Research Group is joining us. Dr. Ice has a new book out called The Case for Zionism, Why Christians Should Support the State of Israel. This is such an important book for our times because support for Israel and the Christian community, it just isn't a given anymore. And Dr. Ice reintroduces Christians unfamiliar with the importance of Israel on why they should support the Jewish state. Then Dr. Ice is going to stick around to talk about the celebration of Israel's Independence Day, and after that, apples of gold. Now, I was reading in the Times of Israel that United States Ambassador Nikki Haley has been working diligently to change the UN Security Council's unjust focus on Israel to more relevant issues in the Middle East. She recently said to the 15-member council, these monthly meetings routinely turn to Israel bashing sessions. Ambassador Haley encouraged the council to invest their energy in Iran. She said Iran is using Hezbollah to expand its regional aspirations. That is a threat that should be dominating our discussions at the Security Council. You know, Israel has been singled out more than any other country in the UN, more than Syria, Libya, Sudan, and Iran. Ambassador Haley's pro-Israel agenda is not just good for Israel. It's good for the entire Middle East when countries like Iran are held accountable for their actions. Today on the program, I'm excited to have Dr. Tommy Ice. He's the executive director of the Pre-Trib Research Center on the show to talk about a new book that he's written, a book that I, I really think is going to bring great insight into why Christians should support Israel, a real a biblical precedent and a political precedent for supporting Israel for Christians. And it's a really important topic to discuss because the issue of Israel is becoming something that many people are questioning within Christianity, with, within evangelical Christianity, and this book will help to bring some clarity. Dr. Rice, great to have you on the program, sir. Well, great to be with you. Uh, the book is The Case for Zionism, Why Christians Should Support Israel. Dr. Ice, what was the reason for writing this book? What was, your, what was the reason you wanted to start to, to, to really lay a case out for why we should support Israel? Well, because uh, I, like you, have been interacting with folks, and uh, I was seeing a somewhat decline among evangelicals of support for Israel, and I wanted to make the case. Uh, and that's why it's, I have two or three chapters that make the biblical case, which is really what's important, but I also go in and talk about how all international law is on Israel's side, even though the average person out there doesn't know, and when they listen to programs, they, uh, the Arabs and others, the leftists in America say, well, they're uh, occupying the land of Israel, which is not true at all, because international law is based on 
treaties and agreements, not on some U.N. resolution. And, you know, this is important. I was just having a discussion recently with a friend, and we were talking about this idea that one of the main reasons I think Israel loses in the court of public opinion is because it has to do with facts and and history. And most people don't do well. You know, when you start talking history, eyes start to glaze over. And a lot of Israel's history in the land, to modern history in the land, is connected to these important treaties that took place. And it's in, it's important that we communicate this truth, but oftentimes a picture of a young Palestinian uh, makes more headway than the truth of history. Would you say that's true? Oh, definitely. I remember I spoke, uh, I guess, about 10 or 15 years ago in England at a church that was supposed to be an evangelical church, and I spoke on Israel. And uh, then I spent the night with a couple, of, with a couple, and they were retired professors from British universities, and they thought I was very unbalanced because I didn't talk about the Palestinians. Well, I had been teaching through a biblical text, and I said the Palestinians aren't in there. And they said, yes, but you should have brought them in for balance. <laughs> and I asked them, I said, uh, where do you get your primary information? And they said, the BBC. And I said, no wonder you think that way, because I'd read a study that, I don't know how many it was, it was like 200 and something times I've interviewed uh, Palestinians as victims and zero times I ever interviewed a Jew who was hurt in a bombing or anything. Right. And no wonder with that kind of coverage, no wonder people think a certain way. The book is The Case for Zionism, and we're talking with author Dr. Tommy Ice. Uh, Dr. Ice, um, you know, many people understand the word Israel and they understand supporting Israel. But you use a big word right up front here, Zionism, which is a word that some of us might not understand. Can you define this term Zionism? Yes, it's used over 140 times in both the Old and New Testament of the Bible. And it has kind of a positive connotation. It originates where David built his palace 3,000 years ago across the valley from the Temple Mount area, and it has a positive connotation in most uses. In other words, it's a, it's a, it's a word that connotes looking forward to the future when Israel is in the land and in a right relationship with Messiah. We call that the millennium. And uh, so it, that's probably why the early Zionists chose that word, because it has an uh, implication of positively being in the land of Israel. So Zionism is a word that's designed, that comes from the scriptures, that is used to, to, to connotate, like you said, the idea that Jewish people are in the land, that this, this the concept of Israel and Jewish people being in the land of Israel is is a biblical precedent uh, uh, for Zionism, or that's ultimately what the word means. Yes. And uh, so, before that, uh, Christians who supported, who are pro-Israel, and I have a, my longest chapter at the end of the book showing the history of Christian Zionism, and so a Zionist is somebody who wants Israel to be in the land. Christian Zionists are people who want uh, Israel to be in the land. But Christians used to call themselves Restorationists. Mm -hmm. And uh, they believed that Israel was going to be restored as much as 400 years before it ever happened. Now, you say in the book, you, you know, like you said, your heart for writing this was beginning, uh, that you started to see a decline 
in support for Israel. It was, you know, oftentimes evangelical Christians were almost a given to say, yes, we see a biblical precedent for the Jewish people to return to the land, to be restored to the land uh, that God had promised them, dating back to Genesis chapter 12. But now we're beginning to see a, a, a change, a trend taking place. And in your book, you talk about it's a trend among young adults that almost want to come to this issue of Israel and Palestine with a clean slate, and they want to examine this issue themselves. And and they're really coming at it from, by doing that, they're coming at it from an angle where it lacks historical truth. And you talk about that in the book. Can you give us some insights as to some of the issues that young adults are dealing with today in, in evangelicalism and support for Israel? Well, I think basically, simply put, it's because the younger Christians tend not to be biblical in their viewpoints, but more into social issues. And for example, I went to Christ at the checkpoint last year in Bethlehem, Israel, about this time of the year. And uh, there were over 100 college students there, from mainly from the United States, but South Africa, you know, Australia, Great Britain, etc. And they were being propagandized, I believe, uh, about how bad Israel was uh, because of the so-called occupation that was going on. Mm-hmm. And one of the students said he was writing a thesis or dissertation, I'm not sure which, and he wanted to dialogue with people in the back room. So I went to the back and after a while let him dialogue first with others. And, then I, and, and you know, within three minutes, he didn't want to dialogue. He had to go somewhere. And so this is so typical that they don't even uh, approach things. They claim to be Christians. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying that's what they claim. But they don't look at things through the biblical lens. Right. And, And that's very troublesome. And that's the most important thing is to see that our approach for Israel as evangelicals here at the Friends of Israel and for... Dr. Ice at the Pre-Trib Research Center, that our, our approach to Israel is is not just a political one, it's a biblical one. And if maybe you out there listening, maybe you have been trying to find a resource to help maybe enlighten your, your grandchild or your son or your daughter, um, or maybe a, a neighbor uh, who goes to church and you've been trying to find a resource that you could give to a friend or family member that would help them understand why biblically and politically you support the state of Israel, I want to encourage you to get this book, The Case for Zionism by Dr. Thomas Ice. You can get it right here at foiradio.org. You can simply go to our website and you can get it right there. Now, listen, you're not going to want to leave everybody. We're going to have uh, Dr. Ice around for one more segment uh, this week coming up is Israel's Independence Day, and and Dr. Rice is going to share some insights as it connects with his book and, and Israel's great day of independence when they declared a state of Israel back in 1948. So stick around. If you've enjoyed listening to Dr. Ice today, or if you or someone you know would like to learn more about why Christians should support Israel, we recommend Dr. Thomas Ice's new book, The Case for Zionism. Yeah, Steve, this new book answers many of the contemporary arguments being used by both secular and religious communities to undermine what we believe is the hand of God at work in our day. 
We live in such a unique time that the Jewish people are back in their ancient homeland. And this book enlightens us to the facts surrounding Israel's rebirth. Endorsed by Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Dr. Randall Price, you can get your copy of The Case for Zionism for only $14.99 plus shipping and handling at foiradio.org or by calling our listener line at 888-343-6940. Everybody, welcome back. We are with Dr. Tommy Ice, and we're talking about his book, The Case for Zionism, Why Christians Should Support Israel. And um, we were just talking about it. We're talking about the importance of, uh, the, of the biblical precedent for it and the political precedent, and really uh, the importance of raising up the next generation to see the value of a state of Israel uh, that's existing in the Middle East today. Um, and so... I want to turn our focus because Dr. Rice, uh, as you know, this this week coming up is Israeli Independence Day. Now, it was May 14th, 1948 when that happened, but Israeli Independence Day is not based on the Gregorian calendar. It's based on the Hebrew calendar, so it shifts all around. So this week coming up is Israeli independence. Dr. Ice, in connection with your book, can you talk a little bit about the the significance of Israeli Independence Day and how Israelis look at uh, this special day for them? Well, uh, their celebration was that everybody has a day off. Uh, They go and they picnic and things. And I was in Jerusalem. Actually, I was staying at Christ Church there. Uh, by Jaffa Gate, and uh, for example, they had uh, fighter jets flying over doing tricks with, you know, colored things coming out of their tail and all of that, Uh, and people have people over, you know, and and they celebrate the uh, independence of Israel, which was declared, you know, as you know, on May 14th by uh, David Ben-Gurion back in Tel Aviv, and back then we see the old videos of them dancing in the street and all of this kind of stuff. And so they then had to fight a war against five um, Arab, well-equipped Arab uh, armies, and they defeated them all, even though Israel had no real air force at the beginning and uh, really did not have hardly any weapons uh, that would be able to go head-to-head with them. But, you know, I believe God intervened and uh, enabled them to uh, become a nation. In fact, the only reason that Harry Truman was reluctant to recognize Israel is because all of his generals told him that they'd be pushed into the ocean in four weeks. And he didn't want to see that happen, but he recognized them anyway. And I believe God helped them by uh, the Arabs were so disorganized and fought among each other, and they would often be, uh, you know, make wrong judgments about what was happening in the battle, et cetera, and you read the details of, of that, and it, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, in a way, it's similar to our independent war for independence in George Washington, because we were in a similar situation. We were kind of this small nation going up against the most powerful uh, military in the world at that time, and 
even though we lost a lot of battles, we won the war. And this is the the amazing thing is that, you know, one, I think the reason that Americans have such a great uh, support for Israel, not just evangelicals, but Americans in general, is because of those values that we share. And and like you said, our independence days, they're, they're, they're very similar to one another. Israel was outnumbered almost 10 to 1. Uh, during their independence war. Like you said, there were several Arab nations that wanted to push the Jewish people into the sea. The amazing thing is to think about the political precedent for the state of Israel, as we've been talking about. The political precedent is that Israel actually did want to live alongside their Arab neighbors. Isn't that right? From the, right from the very beginning, they wanted to coexist with their Arab friends. Very much so, but the basic reason this didn't happen is because Yasser Arafat's uncle, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, Al Husseini, started in uh, 1920 what we know today as Arab terrorism. And see, the British had received a mandate after World War One at the San Marino Conference in April of 1920 to oversee Israel becoming a nation like a father oversees a son, was the language. And in fact, there were like 17 mandates given. You know, the French oversaw Lebanon Syria becoming nations. The British oversaw uh, Mesopotamia becoming a nation, Iraq, you see. And so those all became nations, but Israel didn't because of the interference of uh, the terrorism. In fact, a lot of people were surprised when they realized that there was actually a civil war in Israel from about 1935 to 1938 because of this, and over 108,000 people were killed. And so Israel should have, uh, in that sense, become a nation much earlier, but it was due to Arab opposition of the terrorism, and Israel wanted so desperately to live alongside uh, their Arab neighbors, but uh, they were being stirred up by various people within the Arab community. My friends, we've been talking with Dr. Tommy Ice, and we've been reviewing his book, The Case for Zionism. Um, and we've also just been spending a few moments discussing Israeli independence, because this week we honor Israeli Independence Day. And Dr. Ice was over there last year, had a chance to share a little bit about that. Dr. Ice, thank you so much for spending time with us to share a little bit about your book. Give us insights about the Israeli Independence Day, sir. Thank you so much. Well, it's been great being with you. Israel, on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Svi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Svi. It is 63 years since Israel became a state. Much time has passed, and after everything I endured in my life, I am humbled and amazed. I am still alive. I grew up in Poland and have been without parents since the age of 10. 
realizing the Nazis were going to invade Poland, my mother brought me to a Polish orphanage. I was very blonde and did not look Jewish. She told me, be strong. You are no longer a child, you are a man. And with those words, she left me. I never saw her again. Soon the orphanage was disbanded and I was alone. I had no money, no food, and nowhere to go. Often I was jealous of those who had died. But I remembered my mother's words, Be strong. For six years I lived on the edge of death. When I arrived in Israel, I thought I would have rest. I wondered, how am I still alive? Who was on my side protecting me from all the dangers I faced? In Israel, however, the situation was also dangerous. It was 1948. We were a mere half million people. And when we declared our independence, eight Arab countries descended on us like locusts determined to destroy us. We went from the ship into the army. My job was with the strike force clearing minefields. I was told, you have only one chance. If you make a mistake, you are no more. I was very careful. I never made a mistake. And I kept asking myself, who is on my side? Why am I not dead yet? One evening on Israel's first Independence Day, I was in Tel Aviv. An older lady approached me and gave me a Bible. Leave this soldier, she said, so you will know who is on our side. It was the first time in my life I ever opened a Bible, and this is what I read. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. I had finally received the answer to my question. The Lord was on my side. I began to read the Bible. I've had many troubles in life, but the Bible has been my greatest comfort and showed me the way to redemption. I never dreamed I would live long enough to grow old. I have a wonderful wife, three sons, one daughter, 16 grandchildren, and they all love the Lord and are active believers. We started a congregation a number of years ago with a handful of people, and today we are almost 300. One of our sons is the pastor, and some of our grandchildren minister there in music. After the long Via Dolorosa, I passed through in the Holocaust. It is my greatest joy in life to see my family serve the Lord. It is my greatest joy to see what the Lord has done for us here in Jerusalem. And today we are able to help others. I am also thankful to the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, which has been with us from the beginning. As it is written... Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy.
Check out foiradio.org to learn more about Dr. Ice's book, The Case for Zionism, for only $14.99. And join us next week as we talk with Bruce Scott, Director of Program Ministries, about our volunteer opportunities. A quick reminder, you can receive Israel My Glory magazine at no cost for a full year. Visit foiradio.org to learn more. That's foiradio.org. You can call our listener line at 888-343-6940. Again, that's 888-343-6940. You can write to us at FOI Radio P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallione, co-written by Sarah Fern, Michael Ogre at Apples of Gold, and our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.